Fry. You are tuned into episode 115. Today, we're going to talk about our winners and losers from the past week, and then we're going to go into a few key matchups that we we think you should keep your eye on coming up here. And uh, yeah, this was a fun week of football. Uh, it was some some chaotic matchups, some some uh, upsets, some unexpected wins. The Giants beat the Raiders. The uh, Browns blew out the Bengals, which True. you may not have, you know think that that's an upset, but the Bengals have been playing pretty well. The, the Jags beat the Bills. Uh, the Falcons beat the Saints. The Titans, pretty pretty yeah. dominant win. A lot of things good to talk showing. about this week. Yeah, pretty good showing. Um, so we're going to dive into all that. We're going to talk about our winners and losers. We're going to talk about a few key matchups and, uh, in general, just have some fun here on the Weekly Spot as per usual. Before we dive in, I have one of my co-hosts with me today, Casey Sully. How are you doing, man? Doing well. Durgan went into hibernation for the winter. The The Niners lost too many games, so he's... Mm-hmm. Uh, He's, you know, he, it's draft season for, yeah. for him. He's, he reached he's his quota of uh, L's, and he's just hiding now. So can't really blame yeah, he's, him. He's looking for that 49ers first-round pick, but it's it's just not there. It's, <laughs> it's on their sideline in Trey Lance. So, it's just sitting there on uh, the bench just uh, waiting to, to get some playing time. Um, so, yeah, Niners, man. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we need to sit down and have a conversation, and that should be one with Durgan involved, but talk about what's wrong with that team and you know i we've talked about this i think me and you kind of on the same page here but kyle shanahan might be overrated yeah i I mean i think he's he got a good rep early on and uh especially personnel wise it just seems like they don't really have as much of the horses anymore and the scheme can't overcome all of that and I don't know that the quarterback is the quick fix that people think it will be and and I think that's the easy thing to do is pin it all on Jimmy G and oh and Trey Lance ascends to this top tier quarterback with Kyle Shanahan you know mentoring him everything's going to be fixed and it's all going to look great but um you know they're having trouble stopping people they're they're having trouble um sort of staying with the run game and sustaining drives and and creating easy plays and uh, it's manifesting in some pretty poor performances. Like it's it's you can't really blame injuries a ton this year. That they have a couple, but like like last year, understandable. Yeah, you had some big dudes go out this year. Uh, you know, it it just looks like a team that's not not very good. Yeah, they, I mean, they definitely had a few key injuries, but at some point, that's no longer really a viable excuse for the way that they're losing, right? And uh, it's not like last year, like you mentioned. Last year was they were des- I think they were the most injured injured team in the league last year. So um, it's definitely not as bad this year. But they're playing like it was last year. So we'll see. Uh, I think there's some questions to be answered in that in that uh, organization. And uh, I think uh, that'll be a fun episode. We should we should dedicate one. Yeah. Just call it the Niners episode, <laughs> and then just shit on Durgan the entire time. I'm excited for that. We'll do we'll do that. Um, hey, fun fact. Matt Nagy has a better head coaching record than Kyle Shanahan does when they were hired at the same Boom. time. Boom. I love that because you know I like Nagy more than most. <laughs> I know you do. And uh, damn, I wish Durgan was here for that stat. I'm going to have to, we're going to have to reach out to him after this and just out of context, <laughs> let him know that that's the case because that's great. And I love that. Um, but yeah, let's, let's move on here. Let's, let's go into our winners and losers for the week. There's a few that stand out to me. Uh, you want to start or you want me to, you want me to start? Uh, I can get rolling because it's sort of on the topic of the 49ers because my winner is the Cardinals who beat down on the 49ers and they did it with uh, a backup quarterback and Colt McCoy, uh, a name that you probably haven't heard of in, in a couple of years. He makes a random appearance every once in a while when people start to forget like, hey, what's a really good quarterback name? 
And then all of a sudden, Colt McCoy Colt started McCoy. the game coming in as a backup. <laughs> <laughs> but he did well. And uh, the Cardinals ran sort of all over the 49ers. The, the 49ers couldn't keep pace and, and ran them off the, off the field, so to speak. And I think really kind of put the final nail in the 49ers season. Uh, they had a, a couple nails in that coffin already. And, and the Cardinals with Colt McCoy took a little hammer and just knocked that last one in because now they're three and five they're pretty far back from both the rams and the cardinals uh lost the tiebreaker with the cardinals the cardinals swept them uh have some work to do maybe they can get fringe playoff wild card situation but it looks to be a pretty tight race in the nfc so i I wouldn't imagine they're gonna suddenly turn a corner and and get that thing done and for the cardinals uh nice way to right the ship after their thursday night loss to the fantastic green bay packers who didn't look that fantastic this last week uh but you know to to be eight and one the the top seed in the nfc with a backup quarterback against a a team in the 49ers that had their backup against the wall uh i think there's a lot to to be encouraged there because they sort of had a complete game contributions from all over the field and and did well so props to them they're they're rolling back on track and uh still feel like really the team to beat in the nfc uh seem like they they have the least amount of I don't know, dud dud performances that uh, some teams have been prone to do. The Rams have had one. The, the Packers have had a couple. So uh, they they seem like the cream of the crop right now. Yeah, I think I think the word you're looking for is consistency. They're they're playing yes. very good and they're playing good consistently. And how about James Conner, man? That guy balled out like 170 total yards, 96 on the ground. Uh, what was it? 77 through the air. Like he had a game, three touchdowns. That guy. Glad I picked him up in fantasy, man. He he uh he helped me for sure. But yeah, this team is just really playing well, and, and everybody stepped up. And I don't think they can blame Jimmy G for this loss personally. I mean, I think Jimmy G played pretty pretty well in this game. They didn't get anything going on the ground like the entire game at all. And I mean, to be fair, they were they were pretty much behind. But you know, this is a game that the Niners needed. I think needed to win if they wanted to have a chance to make the playoffs. I think this kind of may have closed the door on them. Um, so. When you come out against a team with Colt McCoy as your starter, and you have all you have your starter at quarterback, you hope that that you have a better shot than they did to win the game. So, unfortunate loss there for the Niners, but definitely a huge win for the Cardinals as they weather the storm, not having Kyler Murray. Uh, I will t- talk about my win now, and I'm going to go with the Titans. I think the fact that they were able to beat the Rams when everybody had completely written them off without Derrick Henry, saying you know that offense is entirely Derrick Henry. Which, to be fair, in the defense of all the haters out there, the offense, I don't think, is the reason they won this game against the Rams. The defense showed up, intercepted Stafford twice, one for a touchdown. You know, you look at the offensive performance, it wasn't statistically dominant, but they did what they needed to do to get a win, and a win is a win, as you have always said, Casey, and I believe firmly in. So regardless of of whatever the stats say, this is a statement win, that the Titans can get it done without Derrick Henry, and the Rams are one of the best teams in the league. So if they can beat the Rams, they can honestly beat anybody. Yeah, and Stafford made a, a couple. I mean that that pick six was pretty. It was pretty, pretty bad. bad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, spinning around the end zone and and doing doing his best Patrick Mahomes impression this year and and throwing it right to a defender who who catches it in for for six there. Um, so he has been prone to those a couple of those uh, over the seasons with with the Lions. Um, I'm sure the the Rams will figure it out and, and right the ship, but um, they don't look quite as strong as I think a lot of people thought they would going into the season. And props to the Titans. They're they're finding ways to win. A complete team win. You know, sometimes one one phase of the game has to pick up for the other, and and that's what the Titans did with their defense and 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 got the job done. 
Um, that's what you got to do when when a star is missing. So they they can survive for you know two months until the playoffs, and Derrick Henry comes back. You know, they'll they'll have some fresh legs there, and and hopefully get get right back on a roll. But I mean, you look at the the AFC as a whole, like who's who's the best in that that conference? The Bills just laid a. I mean, they didn't play very well against the Dolphins the week prior, and they just lost to the Jaguars. I feel like maybe the Titans are the best team in the AFC right now. I think you might be right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't think of another team that is, is better than the Titans. And if they can get Derrick Henry back by the time the playoffs come around, you know, they have as good a shot as anybody to be a contender. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting to follow. Let's let's go to your loser, though, Casey. Who do you got? Yeah, I got the Panthers. And uh, they're 4-5, and five, which doesn't sound terrible, but they started hot. They started 3-0, and and now Sam Darnold is gone. Uh, didn't look that great when he was in to, to begin with, but Robbie Anderson is invisible. I think I saw a stat like he has 26 catches or something like that and 27 yards uh, over the last couple of weeks or, or something like that. Maybe it was 26 targets and 27 yards. Uh, make a little bit more sense. But he, he has been a non-factor, and there was supposed to be this great chemistry with Robbie Anderson and, and Sam Darnold being reunited, and they had this connection in New York, and that is just not not been the case and um you know i think they're still alive in the in the playoff picture especially in that division you gotta chase the the bucks a little bit but uh now you got the the saints and the falcons are also there hovering around four and five five and four so uh you know for for a team that really had some some big hopes and you know they were making wheeling and dealing for stefan gilmore and uh trading for cj henderson and like oh we're making this big push and this is the year and now you're at four and five and you don't have a starting quarterback and uh, it's going to be a tough road ahead for them to string together some lot, some some wins and, and climb back into the playoff picture. Yeah, I don't I don't see it happening. Darnold has been bad, man. Since like the first few games, he's been the Darnold that we remember on the Jets, just making tons of mistakes. And um, I think this this is going to cause the Panthers organization to have just questions in general for the future. They're going to have to figure something out. I mean, this isn't a good draft for QBs and they won't really have like a top, top pick anyways at this point but in general Darnold's not the guy I think at this point I mean the last the last game against the uh the Patriots he had he threw three interceptions zero touchdowns like that's that's just bad like you can't win turning the ball when your quarterback turns the balls over three times so uh don't see it there in Carolina I'm with you on that uh I'll go to my loser so I'm very excited for this one I've been waiting all season to <laughs> to pick this team as a loser and I'm gonna go with the Cowboys man Wow, what a stinker they put up against the Broncos this past week. This was the worst game I've seen the Cowboys play like in a while. Um, they lost 30-16, to 16, which I don't even think tells the whole story. All their points came in the fourth quarter, and it was just mm-hmm. basically when it didn't really matter at that point. So this team played so poorly on defense, especially uh, run defense. Denver just literally ran all over them. Javante Williams looks legit. Melvin Gordon looked good too. Bridgewater didn't make mistakes like at all. We've talked about the Broncos in the past. I, I think they're better than people give them credit for. Um, and this loss or, or this uh, performance from the Cowboys has now put the Broncos actually right in the playoff picture in, in the AFC West. Every team has five wins and they're, 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 they're right in there. So people are going to be surprised with this Broncos team, but man, what a bad performance by this Cowboys team. That was the most beautiful thing all weekend for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I really love Javante Williams for, for the Broncos. He runs tough. He's, he's fun to watch. But, um, 
Cowboys, yeah, I, I, they they just sort of no showed on on offense. They had a, a number of drops. Dak overthrew a, a number of, of receivers um, that could have led to to big plays and, and potential touchdowns. And they were just sort of out of sync. They couldn't get run the ball. They had like seventy nine yards rushing, uh, and then they so it wasn't even fourth quarter points. It was last six minute. 16 points yep uh so that's even worse and before those final two drives they ran the ball two times in the second half um so that that's not their formula for for winning as good as Dak can be uh coming off an injury and and looking maybe a little bit rusty there uh you want to feed your guys with Pollard and and Zeke and and stay balanced and they just they weren't um you know the Denver so preview for the breakdown this week on on youtube but uh looking at denver's defense and what they did uh to cause dallas some some problems but denver came out and man coverage and that's a pretty ballsy move especially against cd lamb and amari cooper and, and all those guys uh and they did well like they could run with those guys and and broke up some passes and and then sort of shifted into more war zone coverage but uh the cowboys just couldn't get out of their own way and uh didn't have any answers for what they were seeing from from denver and uh, just looked unpolished and and not ready and that's that's not even looking at their the defensive side of the ball where they couldn't couldn't stop the run game so uh tough one for the cowboys luckily their division is not very good so it doesn't jeopardize that much and it's an out of conference loss which also doesn't count a ton but uh if you're hoping for that one seed to, to get the bye it's gonna get harder and harder as as you lose more games obviously so uh not not a not a game you want to drop if you're the cowboys yeah, definitely seeding implications. I really wish, uh, I don't know if you watched the Eagles-Chargers game, but it came down to a game-winning field goal um, from the Chargers. If the Eagles had won that game and then the Cowboys lost this, you know, there's some, there's some, <laughs> there's some, there's some stuff there. So, But obviously that didn't happen. I think obvi- the Cowboys are, are pretty much in the lead and, and will be for the, for the foreseeable future in the NFC East. But... Yeah, seeding implications. I think this was a, this was a game you expect you expected them to win, and they uh, they they shit the they bed. Did not. For, they did not, <laughs> not at all. They did the exact opposite. Let's go to our games of the week here coming up in uh, week ten. So, Browns versus Pats, first matchup that we're going to highlight here. What do you think about this one, Casey? Yeah, they're they're both on interesting trajectories, and the Browns played a lot better without Odell Beckham Jr. I maybe I'm sure Durgan's you know doing cartwheels about his his philosophy that the Browns are better without OBJ, and and maybe that's the case because Baker spreads the ball around. Uh, I think something like eight receivers touched the ball against their in their game against the the Bengals, and there's some credence to having a balanced uh, attack like that with the run game Chubb got going. Although Chubb has COVID now, he has to test. Uh, negative two sec- consecutive times to be able to play in this game um so that could be a big factor in, in whether the browns have success or not um but previously the browns were beat up and not playing well at all uh and then you look at the patriots who who sort of had a, a little bit of a surge here uh beat the chargers and and won again last week and and now they're they're sort of sitting in a in a position where they're a half game behind the buffalo bills in that division um and and they're they're making some playoff noise so i don't think they're going to be the pushover that people sort of thought they were going to be earlier on in the season the defense is playing well they're doing enough on offense um all that being said i think i'm going to go with the browns 20 to 16 in a relatively low scoring game especially if chubb is out i think the browns might struggle a little bit um but i'm generally higher on the patriots over the last couple weeks they've been playing pretty well 
Yeah, they've, they've been playing solid. And, and for this one, I think it comes down to uh, the fact that I, I, I see the Browns defense causing a, a little bit of problems for uh, Mac Jones, who's been playing solid, don't get me wrong, but um, he's still a rookie at the end of the day. Miles Garrett's going to be up in his face. I, I see that being uh, an issue for the uh, Pats in this one. I'm going to go with the Browns, regardless of Nick Chubb, 30-23 to 23 in this one, taking, taking the victory. But I think it'll be a more exciting game than people think. Let's go to our next matchup, Seahawks versus Packers. This will be a fun one. Casey, what do you think? Well, it might be fun for, for some. Uh, it might be <laughs> not fun for others. Uh, and that kind of depends on if Aaron Rodgers plays. Jordan Love, look, the, the he was not helped out by the game plan, I felt like, or the offensive line protection. But he also didn't do terrific on his own. He made some nice throws, uh, but he was under pressure like 50% of the time. I think on 50% of plays, of his drop back plays, the Chiefs were blitzing him. And uh, the Packers did not pick up a lot of those blitzes. And that makes life tough, which is why you do it on a rookie quarterback. So you got to know when you're hot, when you're you're throwing the ball and where you're going to do it and how to adjust the, the line protection and, and et cetera, et cetera. And that wasn't really happening on a consistent basis. And I don't know how the Packers organize their pass pro. And if that's the duties of the center, who we have a backup center right now, um, so I don't know if that's his duties or the the quarterback's duties or or what, um, but clearly there was some some issues there. Devontae Adams and Jordan Love weren't on the same page either. A number of times there were some opportunities there that they missed. Um, so if Jordan Love is playing, I think he'll look better, or the stat sheet will at least look better for the Packers uh, on offense, just with a, a full week of him getting getting practice reps and, and sort of creating a game plan that more accurately reflects his abilities and, and finds out protection plans, because I'm sure the Seahawks are going to try to do the same thing. Um, but really what I came away with from the Packers game, I know I'm talking a lot about Packers, but the Packers defense really came to play like they were they were balling against yep. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And I know the Chiefs have not been playing very well, um, but my feeling is that that defense is legit and they're playing a quarterback in Russell Wilson who will be playing his first game in over a month. Um, so uh, will we see the same old Russell Wilson? Who knows? The offense hasn't been very consistent. Even when he was in, they were they were struggling in spurts. So. Uh, I'm optimistic that the Packers defense can play well and the, the Packers offense will do just enough to win the game. So I got the Packers 27 over the Seahawks who score 17. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. The Packers aren't known as like a defensive juggernaut, but this defense is a lot better than people people think or give credit to. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers takes the show and is the, is the face of the franchise, right? So people don't necessarily associate this team with defense, but that defense is damn good. And I think they showed it against the Chiefs who are really good on offense, regardless of what you say. The issue, I think that, you know, they've been they've been losing because there's been some turnovers, and then they've been losing because their defense is bad, right? So mm-hmm. the fact that they held the Chiefs to 13 points, regardless of the fact that that Packers offense couldn't get going, I think bodes really well um, for Jordan Love in his sort of first few starts, full starts. This was his first full game, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it showed. I mean, that's what you expect. But I, I agree with you. I mean, he'll shake the nerves off. He, you know, he'll he'll play better. Will he be anywhere near what you would be used to previously with Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely not. But you don't necessarily need that with a defense carrying the team to to a victory. And I think the formula for success here, what I hope to see, would be more running the ball with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and and whatever it may be. I think that could be mm. very effective against the Seahawks team. Um, so. 
we'll see we'll see how this shakes out but i got the packers as well i'm gonna go 33 24 if rogers plays and then i'll say 27 24 if rogers doesn't play i know that's not a huge difference but um touchdown difference touchdown difference that's what i'm gonna say uh so let's go on here we got one more game for you we're going to touch on i think this one might be the most exciting out of the pack just because of the implications here from a playoff perspective but we got the chiefs versus the raiders yeah the raiders uh they've had a a tough couple of weeks here uh losing some of their their first round picks losing their head coach um all that being said I, i still feel like they're playing even though they just lost to the giants still feel like they're playing better overall football than the Chiefs are right now. And I think a lot of that comes down to their defense, which you wouldn't have never said that last year at any point. I um, think that, that that would be the strength of, of this team, but they're the most consistent, I think. They're, they're getting some good pass rush with Max Crosby and, and creating some some pressures that way and, and holding up on the back end well enough to to give their offense some some opportunities to, to go score. Now, you, you lost rugs, and that's a deep threat, and that was an important part of the offense. But uh, I think this might be a big Darren Waller game is the, the feelings I'm, I'm getting here. So uh, I, I think the, the overall play of the Raiders is more consistent, is at a higher caliber right now than the Chiefs. Um, so I'm going to take the Raiders 28-20. to 20. Yeah, you know, I, when I looked at this game, I was like internally just like, oh, Chiefs. But then I, when I gave it more thought and kind of did a little research, I really think the Raiders, Raiders can win this one, man. You know, despite all the the things that they've been that has been happening with their team, Henry Ruggs, obviously Damon Arnett, Arnett now. Um, mm-hmm. So, bes- bes- despite all of that. Derek Carr is playing better football objectively than Patrick Mahomes this season. It just is what it is. This team is second in passing yards in the league, and Derek Carr is having one of the best seasons he's had. So will uh, you know the rug situation affect him potentially? But regardless, Derek Carr, I'm putting my money on him if I between him and Patrick Mahomes at this point. Patrick Mahomes has looked reckless this season, if anything. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, yeah. Teams are finally kind of capitalizing on some of the mistakes that he makes, but... Derek Carr looks looks pretty damn good. So I'm going to say the Raiders take this one. I'm going to say 37, 30 to 27 in a barn burner. You know, you know we like nice. the barn burners here yeah, at the we Week do. Spiral. So, um, yeah, I think this, like I said, I think this is the one to keep, the, keep your eye on most if you're going to pick one of these to watch. For me, it's the Chiefs versus the Raiders. We'll be watching all of them. But uh, that's that's what we got for you. That's going to wrap things up here on uh, episode 115. It was a quick one for you. But, uh, you know, you know what we say, quality over quantity. We want to bring you the, the highlights and, the, and the, the boom bang plays or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the boom bang plays. The boom, <laughs> the boom bang plays. The good stuff, you know. Uh, we're recording this later at night, so this is why this is why this is going this direction. But we appreciate you guys. Thank you for uh, sticking with us for episode 115. We're going we're gonna to sign off here. But before we do, Casey, what do you got coming up that you want to let the listeners know about? Yeah, there's the the breakdown I mentioned earlier with the Broncos defense and how they beat the or really shut down the the Dallas Cowboys offense. Uh, and then Durgan released a uh, hot seat uh, article early on this week, uh, looking at some of the head coaching hot seats and and quarterbacks and all that kind of stuff as well. So fun read. Um, maybe some some seats will get even hotter after this coming coming week. I have a feeling they will. I'd be I'm curious if he put uh, Shanahan on that list or not. I'm sure he did because he's always sort of masochistic with his NFL fandom, but um, that'll be interesting to see for sure. So excited to read that. This has been a weekly Spiral production, bringing you fresh football every single week. Thank you again for sticking with us. We greatly appreciate it. We hope whatever else you get up to, it is awesome, and we'll catch you next week for episode 116.